Good evening, brothers and sisters. I want to thank God for your lives, and I want to thank God for another privilege for us to gather in our midweek service. I want to thank God for bringing us back safely today, and um, I want you to sit down with all the members of your family and receive from the Almighty God. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for all that you have helped us to do to today. I want to appreciate you for our going out and our coming in. I want to thank you for the blessings of today. As we gather together tonight to share of your word, I pray for everyone under my voice that none of them shall go the same way they have come in the name of Jesus. As many who are not yet born again, through your word this evening, our Lord and our God, you will minister to them in the mighty name of Jesus. That at the climax of it all, every one of us will declare that we have been blessed. Let it be so in the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What we are going to be doing tonight is to continue our discussions on the theme of the month, which is LD Family, LD Church. And I want to believe you still remember that the text for this theme is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 16, from verse 31 to 34. Please, let's open our Bibles to Acts, chapter 16, from verse 31 to 34. We're also going to be looking at John, chapter 3, from verse 16 to 18. John, Acts, chapter 16, from verse 31 to 34. I will read. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Let's flip to John chapter 3 from verse 16 to 18. John chapter 3 from verse 16 to 18. I will read from here too. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever will believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. What we are going to be looking at today, tonight, are the reasons why you and your family members must be born again. I have put together 21 good reasons why it is important that we must take seriously the salvation of our family members. The reason for this is that we cannot be talking of a healthy family or LD church, when the members, when the people that make up the family or the church are not born again. And we are talking about the salvation 
by grace that has been made available by our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Because a lot of people believe to uh, beginning to say, talk about salvation through some other means. The kind of salvation we are talking about tonight is the salvation that is offered to us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. By the reason of the grace that was shared on the cross of Calvary, by what God made available for us through His Son. On Sunday, you remember the live telecast by our Father in the Lord, the General Overseer of the First Square Gospel Church in Nigeria. I'm talking about Reverend Sam Aboyeji. He was talking about the requirements, what is required to build a healthy family. And when you look at most of the things that were mentioned, you will still come to the conclusion that where the family members are born again, where the family members are saved, it will be very, very easy to build such families. On Sunday, I remember they talked about love. Where people are saved, where people are born again, it will not be difficult for them to love one another and love God. He talked about acceptance. It will not be difficult for us to accept one another if we are genuinely born again. He also mentioned the issue of respect and submission, godliness. These were the, the, the materials he told us were required to build a healthy family. And I'm saying tonight that if we take seriously the issue of the salvation of our family members, if your husband is saved, for instance, he will love you as the wife. He will love the children. It will not be difficult. If a woman is saved, for instance, it will not be difficult for her to respect and to submit to the husband. And that's why tonight... I believe wherever we can get to, my intention is to talk about 21 reasons why you must begin to pursue the salvation of your family members. You will recall that last Tuesday when we met on this platform, we began to share the price, talking about the price that we need to pay to ensure the salvation of our family members. Uh, because we believe that the main import of that particular test that God gave to us as the, the test for the team of this month is all about ensuring the salvation of our family members. Look at verse 31 again. He said, And he said unto them, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And at the end of the day, it was not just a matter of the jailer being saved. Every member of his family became saved. You will recall that Paul and Silas were put in prison because they went about preaching the word of God. And in the night, instead of grumbling and complaining like many of us today would have done, they began to sing and they began to praise God. I told us two weeks ago that one of the things we must do in the time of crisis is not to complain, but to keep praising and to keep praying. We are in the midst of a crisis now. Please don't complain about There is nothing that is happening that God does not know about. All we need to do as children of God 
is to pray about the situation that we find ourselves. Is to give thanks to God about this. Because the Bible says in everything, we should give thanks to Him. So as Paul and Silas were praying and they were singing, God moved by the reason of an earthquake. An earthquake that shook the foundation of the prison and set open the doors of the prison and broke every chain that was around the hands of those who were jailed that day were broken. And that woke the jailer from sleep. He was asleep at the point all these things were happening. And the moment he woke up, he thought the prisoners had run away and wanted to take his life. But Paul and Silas shouted and encouraged him, Please, don't do that to yourself. We, have, we are still around. We didn't go anywhere. They encouraged him not to take his life. The jailer then came to Paul and Silas, trembling and asking that question, What shall I do? And they told him, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. That was the first person that received salvation. I want to thank God that by the grace of God, he didn't receive that salvation alone. He received it with the whole of his household. That is a lesson that we must learn. If you are a father listening to me tonight, I want you to know that your salvation is not complete until your wife becomes born again, until your children becomes born again, and then until your extended families, your friends that you are relating with becomes born again. If you are a wife listening to me, a mommy, a mother listening to me, you have a responsibility to ensure the salvation of your children. You have a responsibility to ensure the salvation of your husband. It is only then at the end of the day that your salvation will be complete. How do we become saved? One of the things we saw, how do we receive salvation? It is by confessing and by believing. We must confess Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of our lives. And we must also believe that God raised him from the dead. Confessing with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Once these two things are put together, Romans chapter 10 verse 9, you are saved. Once you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and you confess him with your mouth, you are saved by faith. And one of the important things you will notice I've been talking about salvation, salvation, salvation for the past three weeks. It is because the import of that particular thing, the underlying message of this particular thing, remains the main import of what God wants to do even in our lives, and that is the salvation of our souls. The underlying message is the message of salvation. And the scripture is very clear that God provided salvation for the lost, and that all people, starting from our family members, need to be saved. That's why God made available salvation. He doesn't want any of your family members to perish. 
He doesn't want any of your family members to go to hell. And that's why God provided this platform by sending His only begotten Son to die in our place so that we can receive salvation. That is why tonight we want to look at 21 reasons why you must no longer joke with the salvation of your family members. If you believe as a father, I am saved, and you just, some of us tell ourselves our children, when they get to a particular age, they will be able to, 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 to locate the saving grace themselves. It's very, very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. I want you, by the reason of this message, to make up your mind that every member of your family, because you carry a responsibility to ensure that they are born again, must become born again. And I say that that is the basis, that is the foundation for a healthy church and a healthy family. It is only when the members of your family, it is only when they become born again that you can be talking of a healthy family and a healthy church. And I pray tonight that as we go through these discussions, the Lord will do for us what He wants us to know and to learn in the mighty name of Jesus. Number one reason why you must ensure the salvation of your family members is because salvation is the greatest project ever initiated or undertaken by God. The God that we serve is the owner of the universe. In the book of Psalm 24 verse 1, the Bible says, God, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Everything that you see on the surface of the earth today was created by God himself. But I'm saying tonight that of all the projects God executed right from creation, the greatest one he ever initiated and executed is the salvation of our souls. As he does not want any of us to perish. We saw um, in Romans chapter 10 verse 1, Paul was praying, My heart's desire and prayer for all Israel is that they might be saved. You can, for God to send His only begotten Son, the Son He loves so much, should tell you that salvation is a project that God is very, very much interested in. I would say, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. For Him to have given His only begotten Son shows to you the art He has for your salvation, for the salvation of your family members, and for the salvation of people you come across. You and your family must be saved because this show of God's love for humanity must not be in vain for you and your family. So number one reason is because salvation is the greatest project God ever initiated and executed. A show of love. He did it because he loves you and he loves me and he loves your family. That show of love must not be in vain in your life and in that of your family 
in the mighty name of Jesus. That's the first reason. It is the greatest project of all the projects God ever executed. Number two reason why we must be born again, why you and your family must be born again, is because though there are many necessities of life, money is important, is necessary, food for the family is necessary, shelter for the family is necessary, clothes for the family is necessary. These are all necessities of life for us to survive. But I want to say tonight that the greatest necessity in life is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and find eternal life. We have just said that number one reason is because salvation is is the, is the greatest project God ever initiated. I'm saying number two reason is because our believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and finding eternal life is the greatest necessity for every man and woman. John chapter 14 verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He said, no man comment unto the Father except they come through me. Salvation is only in the Lord, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when that man came to Jesus in the night, Nicodemus came to Jesus in the night, one of the things Jesus told him in John chapter 3 verse 7, is that marvel not that I say unto thee, you, you must be born again. You must be born again. Your husband must be born again. Your wife must be born again. Your children must be born again. And that is the only thing that can guarantee for us healthy family and healthy church. Please follow. Number one reason is because salvation is the greatest project God ever initiated. Number two reason is that the greatest necessity is for you to believe in the Lord, in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and have internal life. Remember, say, marvel not. You must be born again. I want you to note that it is important. It's a necessity. For your family members to become born again. Number three reason why you must ensure that your family members are born again. Is that every of your family member who is not born again is totally lost in sin. He's not only lost in sin, he's enslaved to sin and Satan and need to be delivered. You may be asking yourself, why is my husband behaving this way? Why is my wife behaving this way? Why are my children so stubborn? Why are they not listening to me? It is because they are enslaved to sin. They are enslaved to the devil. Many of the things our husbands, our wives, our children who are not yet born again, many of the things they do, they don't even know why they are doing them. They don't even know what they are doing. 
Because like we will soon see, everyone that is not born again is blind. Is blind. And so when they do some of those things, they really do not know what they are doing. So number three reason is because every of our family members who are not saved, I want you to know that they are totally lost in sin and they need to be delivered. They need to be delivered. Romans chapter 3 from verse, I'd like us to open our Bibles to Romans chapter 3 from verse 10 to 12. Romans 3 from 10 to 12. You see, as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is no, that, that child may even be a very good child. Your husband may even be a very good man. But if he is not born again, he's not righteous. He's not righteous. Our righteousness, as far as God is concerned, is like a filthy rag. It is only when we are born again that we can do what? We can rely on the righteousness of His Son. When God sees us, then He does not longer see us for who we are. He sees the righteousness of His Son, Jesus, inside of us. Praise the Lord. In verse 11, He said, There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. They are lost in sin. They are unprofitable. The things they eat, they, they cannot be good things. Because everything they do is centered around sin. I want you to go back to that John chapter 3 once again. John chapter 3 once again. Jesus answered and said, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Listen to me, number three reason once again. Why you and your family members must be born again is because anyone that is not born again is still living in what? In total what? Sin. It's living in a state of, of sin. It's a property of the devil. Until they surrender their lives to Christ. Look at what Jesus was telling in Codemus. Number one. They cannot see the kingdom of God. In their lost state, they are blind. And when a man is blind, all he will keep doing is wandering up and down because he cannot see. Wandering up and down in the what? In the wilderness of sin. Listen to me. When that man is not born again, he's in a state that is lost. Because he's, a, he's like a blind man. He can't see. And that's why Jesus said he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
He cannot see. A blind man cannot see. He doesn't. He's just going. He doesn't know where he's going. So when you see that man, when you see that child, when you see that woman misbehaving, it is not because he just wants to misbehave. The point is that he really cannot see. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Because, and that's why in the state he finds himself is a, is, a, is a state that we refer to as a lost state. Verse 5 of that same John chapter 3. He says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. A man that is not born again is in a lost state. Lost to what? In the wilderness of sin. And because he's lost in the wilderness of sin, he does not know his way. And that's why he gets lost. He doesn't know his way. And that's why Jesus was saying he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Apart from the fact that he's blind, he cannot also enter into the kingdom of God. And that's why there is a need of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, to seek, to show them the way, and to bring them back home rejoicing. I want you to know in Luke chapter 15, he said, For every soul that is redeemed, every man, every soul that surrenders his life to Jesus Christ, there's joy in heaven. The angels are rejoicing over a single soul that surrenders his life unto God. And that is because the aim of the good shepherd is to go about seeking the lost and then showing them the way to go and bringing them back home. I hope you are taking note of what we are saying. Number one reason like we have seen is that Salvation is the greatest project God ever initiated and undertook. And he did that through his what? Through his son, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. He used a very expensive material to him to be able to do what? Carry out that project. And we're saying that that project must not be in vain in your life and in your family. Number two reason is to believe in the Lord and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And internal life is the greatest necessity of man. And the third reason is like we have just seen. Any of your family members who are not yet born again are actually lost. Lost in sin, enslaved to sin, and Satan and they need to be saved. Because in that state, they cannot see the kingdom of God. They cannot enter into the kingdom of God. They are blind. And all they are doing is wandering all over the place. All they are doing is trying to locate their way. But Jesus has made himself available for them to do what? To receive that salvation so that they can locate their way. Number four reason why you and your family members must be born again. Every of your family members who are not yet born again 
are under the bondage of the devil as long as they are not born again. The truth is that there are two forces in contention for the souls of our family members. The force of light and the force of darkness. The devil does not want the light of God to shine upon your family members. God has provided the light of God. And he wants that your light to shine so that men will see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. But the devil does not want that. So there's a battle for the souls of men. There's a battle for the life of men and women, those family members who are around you. And any one of them who is not saved is outside Christ and is under the oppression of the devil and a sinner. Any one of them who is not saved is under the oppression of the devil and is also a what? Is also a sinner. In Romans chapter 3, Verse 23, the Bible says, For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. In that state, like we noted before, is not only spiritually blind, it's also what? It's also dead to the things of God. When any of our family members are not born again, they're not just spiritually blind, but they are also dead to the things of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. He carries an unregenerate life in Adam, which is characterized by disobedience, sin, condemnation, and death. That's for a family member who is not born again. Spiritually blind, it's also dead. Because it's under the oppression of the devil. So when you talk about sickness, the devil will bring sickness. The devil will come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Because they are properties of the devil. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I spending so much money for hospital bills? Going from one hospital to another. It is because that family member is still under the oppression of the devil. But thank God for Jesus. In John chapter 10 verse 10, say, I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. One of the things salvation provides to us is the life of God, which we receive by the reason of the salvation of our souls. So we must insist, we must encourage our family members to be born again. So that that yoke of oppression over their lives will be broken. Some of them are restless. Some of them can't sleep in the night. Some of them are not at peace with themselves. Because the devil is still the one in charge of their lives. I'm praying for every of your family members tonight. That they will come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. That Jesus will take over their lives, so pretend over their lives, and that every works of the devil will be over their lives will be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. Number five reason why you and your family members must be born again 
God's desire for you and your family members is that they will be saved. In Romans chapter 10 verse 1, which I stated earlier on, Paul was saying, My heart desire, which is also the heartbeat of God, and prayer for Israel, is that they might be saved. John 3 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God gave his only begotten son because of the love he had for the world. I want you to know that God loves you. God loves your family so much that he doesn't want any of them to perish. Listen to me. Hell was not meant for any of your family members. Hell was actually meant for the devil and his agents. It was not meant for your husband. It was not meant for your wife. It was not meant for your children. But you know, the devil does not want to go to hell alone. He wants to take as many, many family members as possible to go with him. But I pray for you today that none of your family's members will go to hell with the devil in the mighty name of Jesus. As we preach to our family members, they become born again and they become citizens of the kingdom of God. So you must encourage them to be born again so that they will no longer be citizens of the devil but citizens of the kingdom of God with the rights and privileges of children of God. Number six reason why you and your family members must be born again is because of the wrath of God upon the life of every man and woman who is not yet born again. Please open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, I like to read from verse 1 to 3. It says, And you are still quicken, who were dead in trespasses and sin. As long as you are not born again, you are what? You are in trespasses, you are dead in trespasses and sins. In verse 2, it says, Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. If your husband, your husband that is not born again, the best he can do is to walk according to the course of this world. He cannot understand the things of God. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, the spirit of the devil. In verse 3, it says, Among whom also we all had our conversations in time past, in the lust of our flesh. Why is your husband running after women? Why, why is your wife involved in adultery and fornication? It is because of the lust of the flesh. As long as that man is not born again, that woman is not born again, Mr. Flesh will be the one that is in charge of his life. And what will he be doing? He will be fulfilling the lust of the flesh. He will be fulfilling the lust of the flesh and of the mind. And then, you see, our by nature, the children of what? Of wrath, even as others. When you look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, you see the works of the flesh. That is what any man or any woman who is not born again will, will, will be fulfilling. You may be asking, why is this man behaving like this? Why is this woman behaving like this? They are under the control of the devil. And without salvation, 
They are condemned already. John chapter 3, verse 18. We need Jesus, the righteous one, to propitiate the wrath of God. It is only Jesus who can take away that wrath. When we surrender to him and ask him to take over our lives, the wrath of God that would have come upon us, Jesus takes the place on our behalf. Praise the Lord. The seventh reason why you and your family members must be born again is because every of your family members who are not born again, they are at odds with God because they are outside of Christ. Look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I'd like you to go to verse 7 and 8. See, because the carnal man is enmity against God. That man, that woman who is not yet born again is an enemy of what? Of God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So, they, so then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. As long as that family member is not born again, he's still is at odds with God. He's still walking in the flesh. Don't forget that God is a spirit. And let him that worship him do so in spirit and in what? And in truth. We need the Prince of Peace to reconcile us back to God and bring us into the family of God. There's no way your family members can be united in worshiping God when some are worshiping God in the flesh and some are doing it in the spirit. I want you to know that as long as they are not born again, they are at odds with God outside of Christ and they cannot please God in what they do. Number eight reason why they must be born again is because everyone that is not born again is in the danger of hellfire. Every of our family members, hell is real, heaven is real. I want us to know that hell is real, heaven is real. There is nothing God has said in time past. I want you to know that he didn't bring to pass. And if Jesus said in John chapter 14, I am going to, to, to my father, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I am set, I will come back and take you to that place. And that place is heaven. There is also hell. Any of your family members who are not yet born again, they cannot assess that place he has gone to prepare for us. We must make sure that the devil does not take over our family members. Because every of them who is not born again is under the danger of hell fire. In Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27, he says, It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, judgment. Whatever we are doing today on this part of eternity, whatever decisions we take, whether to, whether to surrender our lives to Christ, or whether to continue to serve the devil, we determine where you and your family members will spend eternity. If we or any member of our family die without service, we will meet the same fate as the rich man in Luke chapter 16, verse 23. 
I know we all remember the rich man. The Bible said the rich man died. Lazarus also died. Then the rich man was put in a place where he was begging for just a tip of water to be put upon his tongue. That is where everyone who is not born again goes to. And I pray for you and your family member today that none of them will go to hell in the mighty name of Jesus. Number nine reason why our family members must be born again is because every of our family members who are not born again are adined by evil. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9, it says, The art of man is deceitful. He said, who can know it? Every of them is full of evil vision. We need the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit to fix our hearts and align them with God's will. And it is only going to be possible when they become born again. Because of time, we take the tenth one, and that's where we are going to stop today. And maybe by the grace of God, continue from next week. A family member's number 10 needs to be born again because without salvation, they are spiritually dead and dead people can really do nothing themselves. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 He said, You, being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, as he quickened together with him, have been forgiven you all your trespasses. We need the resurrection and the life-giving power of Christ, who alone can conquer death. I want to thank God for tonight. I told you we are going to look at 21 reasons why you must no longer joke with the salvation of your family members. Some of those family members just go with us to church. Many of them do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Many of them have not confessed with their mouth the Lordship of Jesus. Many of them do not believe in their heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. And the reasons why you must ensure that they are saved and that they have surrendered their life to Jesus is that number one, Salvation is the greatest project ever initiated by God. Number two is that salvation is the greatest necessity, or put rightly, the greatest necessity of any man or that family member. It's not money, it's not house, it's not clothes. It is actually to believe the Lord Jesus Christ and the internal life. He has made provision for us. Number three reason is that every family member that is not born again is actually lost in what? In sin. And is enslaved to the devil. And they need to be delivered. The only way they can be delivered is to surrender their lives to who? To Jesus. Who is going about seeking for the lost. Because those family members who are lost in sin are actually blind and they are wandering all over the place, not knowing the way to go. Number four reason is that every of our family members who are not yet born again are under the bondage of the devil. 
And that's why when you see them misbehaving and doing what they are doing, the reason is so clear. They are subjects of the devil and they will do the bidding of the devil. Number five reason is because of God's desire for your family members. God's desire is that they will be saved. Is that they will be saved. Is that they will not go to hell, but that they will be saved. Number six reason is because of the wrath of God that is coming. The wrath of God that is coming upon everyone who is not yet born again. Number seven reason, like we have seen, is because everyone that is not born again is at odds with God. They need the Prince of Peace to reconcile them back to what? To God. And bring them into the family of God. Number eight reason is because of the danger of hellfire. Anyone who is not born again, that beautiful wife that you have, that rich and handsome husband that you have, is actually doomed for what? For hellfire. If he does not receive Jesus as Number nine reason why our family members must be born again is because every of our family members who are not born again are adored by evil. And then number ten, finally, is that without salvation, those family members you actually see around you are actually spiritually dead. And dead people really can't do anything for themselves. I pray again that God will not only save you, but will make you an agent for the salvation of your family members in the mighty name of Jesus. If there are any of your family members who are not yet born again, this is the time to be to go on your knees. There are a lot of things that are happening all over the world. Can I pray again that none of your families, members will miss heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm believing that when we meet next Tuesday, by the grace of God, we'll be looking at, as time permits, the remaining 11 reasons why you and your family members must be born again. And I pray that God will keep you to that time. And I will hear your testimonies in the name of God the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you because the entrance of your word giveth light. Thank you for enlightening our hearts on the need for us to become born again. I pray for everyone under my voice. Some are coming to church, but they don't have a relationship with you. Some are family members who are not yet born again. On this mountain, we remember everyone in prayer, especially those who have had the word of God today. Our Lord and our God, that you begin to roll salvation even in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And that your name alone will forever be honored. Thank you, Daddy, for everything. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.